0: Friday, everybody, and welcome to the David Glenn Show. Hope your weekend is off to an early and fantastic start. We have some fun in store for you today, including the National Football League. The most interesting things we have seen so far at Carolina Panthers camp and elsewhere around the NFL. If you had not seen, Cam Newton threw the ball a long way. His receivers caught those balls. The fans went crazy. The offensive coaches were happy. The medical personnel were also happy because Cam did not hold his right shoulder in the aftermath. He is on a pitch count. He is one of the most scrutinized players in all the NFL. As we build toward the first preseason game, believe it or not, that is less than one week away for the Broncos and the Falcons, A little longer for your Carolina Panthers. We'll give you some highlights from elsewhere in the NFL as well. Steve Kerr of the Warriors said this week that the way Anthony Davis demanded a trade to get out of New Orleans with two years left on his deal was quote bad for the NBA. A lot of current NBA players, a lot of former NBA players, a lot of media members, a lot of fans did not like that description by the Warriors head coach, Steve Kerr. Kendrick Perkins, among many others, attacked Kerr on Twitter saying, hey, wait a minute. Teams trade players, even star players all the time after, quote unquote, committing to them. What's wrong with the star player after signing that five-year contract extension? Nobody forced Anthony Davis to do that in New Orleans. What's wrong with the players doing something similar even with years left on the deal? You can chime in on that one. I will share my thoughts as well. I got a question about the relationship between the worldwide leader ESPN And one of the most popular sports radio hosts in the country, Dan Lebitard, heard on many of our statewide affiliates on AM and FM signals across our state. He talked politics without sports being central to that discussion. I think you all know by now if there are NFL players or even an NFL player kneeling during an anthem, that is clearly both a political issue and a sports issue. If you don't like that being discussed, that's a you problem. That's not going away. That is essentially inevitable for us to discuss out here in the sports media world. When Dan Lebatard did not have a sports-related hook to go down those roads, you didn't see him on his show the next day. You read about his behind-the-curtain conversations with ESPN executives To be clear, I do not have to follow the same rules that ESPN people have to follow. You hear me on a lot of ESPN affiliates, but I am not an ESPN employee. But you asked about Dan and ESPN and how that stuff works. I'm happy to share my perspective on that topic. College football is here. I don't remember the last time every major fan base in North Carolina was excited about something. We have the four ACC schools, right? State has won nine games back-to-back years under Dave Doran, so there's some questions, including who will be the starting quarterback with Ryan Finley in the NFL now, but there's a warm and fuzzy feeling about winning a lot of recruiting battles, nine, nine wins, consecutive bowl games, et cetera, sending guys to the NFL, an optimistic Wolfpack fan base for some valid reasons, right? Mack is back at Carolina, and in my view, it's going to take a while for him to turn things around, but... They just sold out their season tickets, so that's certainly a reflection of some optimism, even in year one. Duke has David Cutcliffe the greatest coach of the last 30 years of Duke football. I mean, at the very least, since Steve Spurrier left town in the late 1980s, Dave Clawson has the Deacons back-to-back-to-back bowls, back-to-back-to-back bowl victories. That had never been done in Wake Forest football history, so there's optimism there. There are new guys at some of the schools that – Failed miserably last year. Not only Mac is back in Chapel Hill, but Mike Houston, proven track record everywhere else. He's the new guy at ECU. That brings optimism. Not that the media picked the Pirates to finish high in the AAC, but... That fan base energized a little bit like the Mac is back theme in Chapel Hill. If Mike Houston has won everywhere else he's been, why wouldn't you expect him to rebuild the Pirates maybe sooner than later? We'll see. App State actually is the rare example of both having a new head coach and being picked to win their championship. Most other places, you know, there's a reason the last guy isn't there and it's usually bad. Scott Satterfield left for good reasons. He had done so well for so long at his alma mater, App State, that Louisville, the ACC, scooped him up. But even with the transition to former Wolfpack offensive guru Eli Drinkwitz, the Mountaineers are picked to win the Sun Belt. Similar optimism for different reasons under a different first-year head coach, Will Healy is 34 years old, but a high-energy guy and a good recruiter. He's the new head coach, if you didn't know, of the Charlotte 49ers. We only have seven FBS programs in our state. Nobody's really being picked to win, you know, a national championship or contend for one. But I see different forms of optimism in each of those seven FBS fan bases. Your questions and comments are welcome on the NFL, Panthers and otherwise, the NBA, Steve Kerr versus Kendrick Person and otherwise, the ESPN, Dan Levitard, sports and politics conversation, and anything certainly in college football as preseason practice is almost here. Think of July 31st and August 1st, like those two days next week, as really an important threshold for sports fans for a lot of different reasons. Other things going on this weekend before we get to the turning of the calendar into August. Major League Baseball includes Yankees Red Sox. Our own Darren Vaught is headed to Fenway Park after today's show. We have a question of the day with that great rivalry in mind. It has been described as the greatest sports rivalry on planet Earth. Now, some of you might say, no, that's uh, Alabama-Auburn in college football. No, that's Duke Carolina in men's basketball. No, that's El Clasico in international soccer. What is the greatest sports rivalry that you have experienced in person? And what do you remember most about that first-person spectator experience? Yankees-Red Sox started last night at Fenway. I'm sure Darren would have liked Boston to save some of those 19 runs for when he has his own seat in the bleachers of Fenway Park. 19-3 Boston over the Yankees. The trade deadline in baseball is only five days away. Some guys we know well may or may not be moved. Former Duke star Marcus Stroman of Toronto, former UNC baseball signee Madison Bumgarner of the San Francisco Giants. Looks like Mad Bum may stay in San Francisco now that they're playing better. Mike Trout, meanwhile, continues to show that he is one of the best baseball players any of us have ever seen. Beyond Yankees-Red Sox, And beyond our free for all Friday platform, we'll get to a little bit of a lot of things, including that July 31st, August 1st threshold. You can jump in, steer the ship. We do have two guests today. Trot Nixon has played in that Yankees Red Sox series. World Series champion with Boston back in 2004 M- makes Wilmington his home nowadays that's where he was a rising two-sport superstar way back in the day as well. Trot Nixon joins us in our second hour Charles Davis from the NFL on Fox and his and the NFL draft coverage on the NFL network and, of course, the Madden video game franchise. CD drops by on all things NFL third hour. Trot Nixon on Yankees, Red Sox, and great rivalry second hour. Free-for-all Friday was created because... Monday through Thursday, ever since we went syndicated and statewide a long time ago, and we're coming at you live in almost 300 North Carolina cities and towns, the lines get jammed. It happens. We know. Monday through Thursday, it's harder to get in. Friday, we carve out most of our show for your questions, your comments, your complaints, your predictions, maybe something you couldn't get in on Monday through Thursday when the lines were jammed. You can be next at 1-800-849-2761. Monday through Thursday, you follow our lead. Our guests, our crazy rants and musings, every Friday on Free For All Friday, we follow yours across the great state of North Carolina. That number, again, is 1-800-849-2761. Today is the 12th anniversary of one of the saddest days of my broadcasting career. As we say on Fridays, we're halfway to Margaritaville, so I don't want to bring anybody down. I'm all about the weekend and the beach and the mountains or the lake house or whatever else you may have going on with family or friends in the sports world or beyond. But it was 12 years ago today that I was about to host a show in a later time slot, and it was right around this time of day that I learned that Skip Prosser, the legendary and beloved former Xavier and Wake Forest basketball coach had passed away. He was a regular guest on our show. He was one of the most unforgettable people that I have ever met in my 32-year sports media career. So it's sad to think that that happened. He was still a young man. He went for his lunchtime jog right there at Wake Forest. You know, it's the off season. He's getting his exercise in, comes back to his office, collapses, Uh, His associates find him soon thereafter. They rush him to the hospital, but he died within an hour, I believe, of them discovering him. Had to share that sad news on my show that day, 12 years ago today. I'll never forget it. I hope we can sort of raise a glass in his honor and memory and uh, to his legacy because he truly was not only an outstanding basketball coach but an even better person than that. I'll share some personal stories as we certainly welcome yours. If you have a Skip Prosser story from however many years ago, please share it today on the 12th anniversary of his passing. Question of the day, what's the greatest sports rivalry you've ever experienced in a person? Darren gets a personal shot at Yankees Red Sox this weekend up at Fenway what do you remember most about one of those first-person spectator experiences heck maybe you played in the greatest sports rivalry that you have ever witnessed that would be an even more fun phone call perhaps you can chime in on the question of the day you can chime in with a skip prosser story of your own remember that we're coming upon the end of the month july 31st slash august 1st next week symbolizes all of these things are you ready The MLS is going to announce its newest expansion franchise on the 31st at the MLS All-Star Weekend, or All-Star Game, I should say. David Tepper has Charlotte rising on that list of candidates. I don't think it'll be the one announced July 31st, to be clear but Charlotte is in a way better position than it has ever been in these pursuits. Raleigh is still in the mix as well. The PGA Tour is back in North Carolina next week in the form of the Wyndham Championship. Baseball's trade deadline is July 31st, so that is almost here. College football teams begin practicing basically It depends on the school, but either the very end of July is the first practice or the very beginning of August is the first practice. So that's another threshold we're coming upon. And the very first preseason game in the NFL is August 1st. It will be the Broncos against the Falcons at the Hall of Fame game next Thursday in Canton, Ohio. Meanwhile, if the calendar is turning to August, that means the ACC network will be only three weeks away from its long-anticipated launch It is a huge deal financially for the ACC. There are still unsigned carriers who have not yet agreed to carry that new channel. That is a complicated and perhaps anxiety-inducing circumstance for the Atlantic Coast Conference. The Big Ten and the SEC have money trees in the backyard, basically, in the form of the SEC network and the Big Ten network. The ACC wants that channel of its own. It's going to launch August 22nd. The question is, will your carrier have it? Hundreds have agreed to carry it. Some of the biggies have not yet agreed to carry it. So we're getting closer and closer to that huge fork in the road for one of the biggest conferences we cover here in our backyard. The North Carolina Courage has its first home match since the U.S. Women's National Team Stars rejoined that roster. That'll be August 2nd. So one more thing to look forward to as the NWSL, remember the third attempt, at the highest level women's professional soccer in the history of our country. The first two lasted three years each, lost mega millions of dollars and failed, defunct, no more. This is the third attempt. It's the most successful attempt. The Courage is a big part of that, the North Carolina Courage, the number one women's club team on planet Earth. They will be finally back home with those stars in action on August, 20, on August 2nd. Uh, another threshold we're coming upon next month it's wnba all-star weekend for anybody who might be into that there's ufc 240 headlined by frankie edgar versus max holloway for anybody into that i have some skip prosser stories to share and we're taking your free-for-all friday phone calls trot nixon on yankees red sox your calls on the greatest sports rivalry you've ever experienced personally Charles Davis on all things NFL, and the most interesting things I've seen so far from Carolina Panthers camp in Spartanburg, not just Cam Newton, but other things worth discussing. We turn the platform over to you, 1-800-849-2761. If you did not know Skip Prosser, you will want to hear some of my reflections. I promise you, it will make your day better and there's a great chance it'll make you a better person in the spirit of one of the late, great coaches that I've ever encountered in my 32-year career. Your phone calls, too, 1-800-849-2761. That's your ticket in to The David Glenn Show. Mr. President Barack Obama, welcome to The David Glenn Show. How are you?
1: David, it's great to be on. It's wonderful to, to talk to the folks in North Carolina. I always say uh, I love the state of North Carolina, love the people of North Carolina. Even the folks who don't support me down there are nice to me.
2: The David Glenn Show.
1: You know, obviously he brings a lot of energy to the team. Having him out here at practice is always fun. Um, and seeing him throw a little bit was, was really cool. You know, getting getting a ball in his hands, uh, you know, letting him go out there and whip it around a little bit. Um, so it's good. I mean, he's done a heck of a job working hard, and we're all happy to have him back.
0: Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to Free For All Friday. Both of our guests are later. Charles Davis from the NFL on Fox. Trot Nixon, former Red Sox star on Yankees-Red Sox The Rivalry. Also our question of the day as we come to your calls, what is the greatest sports rivalry you've experienced in person And what do you remember most about it? Darren Vaught, our producer, is headed to Fenway this weekend to see for the first time as a lifelong Red Sox fan one of these games in person. He was at the Glen House last night. We enjoyed the 19-3 thrashing of the Yankees together. Darren is going with his friend Mick to Boston after today's show. That rivalry, that game, and that series this weekend inspired the question of the day, what is the greatest sports rivalry you've experienced in person? And what do you remember most from it? Ken and Brad and Jeff and Matthew want in either on that or they're just exercising their free-for-all Friday freedoms. On the bump, you heard Christian McCaffrey, star running back of the Carolina Panthers, describing Cam Newton, star quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. Cam did throw the long ball. Cam did connect yesterday in Spartanburg, once with Curtis Samuel for a long touchdown. The ball went at least 40 yards in the air. That, remember, is something that Cam could not physically do in the latter half of last season. The Panthers looked like a playoff team when they started 6-2 with a healthy Cam Newton last year. He was meshing with the then-new North Turner offense. Cam hurts his shoulder. The Panthers go 1-7 and seven the rest of the way. And here we are discussing how the Panthers have missed the playoffs two of the last three years. Well, they've made it four of the last six years with Ron Rivera as the head coach and Cam Newton as the, head, as the starting quarterback. And I believe they look like a playoff team again. We'll explore what we've seen so far from Spartanburg. I've had my eye on not only Cam, like everybody else, duh, but the offensive line, the new hybrid 3 4 4 3 defense and the personnel who's going to back up cam newton will greer was drafted out of west virginia for that job he was taking the number two snaps yesterday ahead of returnees kyle allen and taylor heineke to me the secondary is the weakest unit in the starting lineup at least for the panthers on paper more on that after your phone calls 1-800-849-2761 as we go to brad and pilot mountain He has a Skip Prosser story to share. If you're just joining us 12 years ago today, the late, great Wake Forest and Xavier Basketball coach passed. And if I had to make a a list of those I encountered professionally, like we all have personal examples, mom, dad, aunt, uncle, grandma, grandpa, a coach, or somebody else, a mentor, who impacted us personally in lasting ways, right? We all have those. There aren't as many professionally. Usually you do not get the deep-dive relationship with those that you just have an arm's-length professional relationship with. Yet some of those, the the, the most special among them, could leave an impression on me or I've gotten emails from listeners across our statewide show for a long, long time about how this regular guest or that regular guest not only helped them enjoy sports, which of course makes us happy, but helped them be a better person in some way. They hadn't seen something a certain way until somebody said this. And your most special guests, Skip Prosser is on my short list of those over 20 plus years in radio and 30 plus years as a sports media member. They leave impressions on almost all of us. Their players, their staff members, Skip Prosser was one of those guys. He left impressions on me and many other media members on Wake fans. You always have a handful of coaches, right? And if you're around for generations, you might have 100 to choose from. For some, Skip Prosser is one or two or three in the history of Wake Forest athletics. Good coach, even better person. For those who don't know him as well, as we come to Brad, who has a Skip Prosser story, Jeff and Ken and others have greatest sports rivalries that they've experienced in-person stories. Matthew wants in as well on Free For All Friday, 1-800-849-2761. Darren Vaught, you've been with this show for four years, which means you, of course, never encountered Skip Prosser professionally. Do you even have a memory as a guy representing 20- and 30-something-year-olds Given that Skip has been gone for 12 years as of today? Uh, I remember him, but primarily as Wake Forest's basketball coach, right? I mean, 12 years ago, I would have been uh, in high school, I would have been a, a teenager. I was a basketball fan, an ACC in particular okay. basketball fan, but past. He's Wake Forest's basketball yeah. coach, uh, not much. You get you have a mental Can you picture what he looks like? Yeah. You know, ruddy uh, reddish hair. By the way, he's not of Irish descent, which is one of the <laughs> one of the many fun <laughs> things that he played around with during his visits to the show. As we come to your to your calls, 1-800-849-2761. If I asked you, Darren, or we had you and Hayes Permar, who was my producer for five years, great friend to this day, Jared Brooks was my producer for five years prior to that, so Jared would have been, I guess, the only one of you guys that actually experienced Skip Prosser. If I asked you how many coaches or any guests that we've ever encountered would utter some combination of these things, you tell me, since you're sort of new to the Skip Prosser story, if this stands out the way I think it stands out, all right? Skip would have a lot of Prosser-isms, and I smile to this day every time I think of this great man, and I'm sad on his anniversary, as sad as I've ever been on a live radio show 12 years ago today was that, that low. There are others, but that was just horrific news to have to pass along about a guy in the prime of his life. He was once asked about the Demon Deacon's Poorest defense in a basketball game. And I kid you not, I did some research this morning in honor of his, his passing 12 years ago today. I wrote down my favorite quotes from our show when he visited that I had in my notes and then just some other stuff that I had written over the years. His answer was, <laughs> well, we weren't exactly the Russians at Stalingrad. <laughs> that, that's in a press <laughs> conference after an actual Wake Forest basketball game. Now, I know what Stalingrad is. I vaguely remembered, you know, that was a pretty big battle in World War II as Germany was trying to take over the world. But Skip Prosser, I would think you'd agree... That right there puts him on a relatively short list. If we have to go scurrying into the historical archives just to rem- – I'm a fairly educated dude, and I'm like, all right, yeah, Russians, they defended Stalingrad, <laughs> they pushed back the Germans. That was World War II, right? I mean, that was his off-the-cuff answer after a game where the Deacons couldn't stop whomever, right? So, so he's, he's starting to inch toward this is not your average guy. Yeah. U- are, are, uniqueness for are, sure. Are you with me so far? Yeah. Asked who's the who should be? What is the barometer for an ACC player of the year? His answer was this. It should always be the best player from the best team. Dramatic pause. Unless that guy's a real jerk. <laughs> and then it can be somebody else. That was his actual answer on how to fill out your All-ACC ballot. He had kind of cornier-type coaching stuff where he called the ABCs of being a Wake Forest basketball player. He would say, it's as simple as ABC, DG, academics, basketball, and character. But he also had life lessons that he would pull from, like, the Canterbury Tales. His, famous, his favorite authors I wrote down included Tom Clancy and Pat Conroy and Nelson DeMille. He was always quoting either a guy and who does this. He would usually refer to the legendary William Shakespeare in kind of more down-to-earth blue collar, every man skip prosser, Billy Shakespeare. That's how he Billy always, Shakes, my guy. Remember what <laughs> Billy Shakespeare once said, DG, and then he'd give us the latest line from like Hamlet or whatever. One of his favorites was: To thine own self be true. So you're trying to talk about basketball or, you know, whomever, Chris Paul or this guy or that guy or this NCAA issue, and and he's dropping like Ralph Waldo Emerson quotes on you, left and right. I still remember these things, you know, 12 years after his passing. He called the internet, quote, the misinformation highway. (laughs) He described the greatest sin in life. I don't think this is a skip original, but to him, the greatest sin in life is wasted talent. He used to tell us that story all the time. One of his favorite sayings was, never delay gratitude. And then the last thing as we come to your calls, 1-800-849-2761. I could go on forever, seriously. I mean, do you know, Darren, in your entire, what, decade-plus long career, you interview people, you've been interviewed yourself. Is there anybody you know that went from Billy Shakespeare to Ralph Waldo Emerson to Tom Clancy to other famous authors to well we weren't exactly the Russians at Stalingrad to never delay gratitude to the greatest sin in life is wasted talent to the misinformation highway to something as simple and down to earth as I remember him coming up to us at a media day and he said don't they have any men's beer available here? Because like one guy had like a Michelob Ultra and somebody else had a Miller Lite and somebody else was holding something else. And he's like, don't they have men's beer here? And, and that was just like, how many people are both the guy who would say that, but also quote Emerson and Shakespeare right. and, and these <laughs> proserisms? I've, I haven't met many, I'll no. put it that way. And it's just one of the reasons I I just want to cry because he's gone. I just want to smile ear to ear because of his contributions to the world. Uh, He was the type of guy that people at Wake Forest would say, he knew the guy who swept the hallway's name, first and last name and something about him, just the way he knew, you know, Ron Wellman is the guy who hired him or the university president's name. How well Skip Prosser treated you was not dependent on what you could do for him. And isn't that a great legacy to leave, right? 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. You know the roll the quad thing at Wake when they have a big victory? How many coaches, I don't know the answer to this, but how many Wake coaches at 2 o'clock in the morning when all the Wild Wake undergrads are done rolling the quad, toilet paper over trees and otherwise, show up at 2 or 3 in the morning? He famously did that himself himself. And there are also great stories where Wake fans camping out for basketball tickets at, like, 3 in the morning. Like, you're stuck there. For a big game, you got to sleep out there, whatever, tents I guess it was. And there's 3 o'clock in the morning, Skip Prosser in the dark, showing up with Krispy Kreme donuts just to make your overnight stay for Wake Forest basketball tickets a little bit more palatable. That's the guy, man. I wish I could add even more layers to that beautiful cake because I know I'm not summarizing all of them. One of my favorite people in 32 years of covering sports. I'm sad that he's gone, but I hope and I'm glad that so many celebrate his memory, hopefully in some, their own way, as I do mine. Brad is in Pilot Mountain, North Carolina, and has Skip Prosser on his mind 12 days or 12 years to the day after Coach's passing uh, that summer. What's going on, Brad?
2: Hey, David. i tell you what, uh, you're doing an outstanding job uh, with your stories and, and getting the the point, the character, the personality of Coach Prosser. Um, my wife now, uh, my girlfriend then, I was visiting, visiting her at Salem College, Minnesota, Salem. Okay. and we went over with a bunch of friends uh, late afternoon to a restaurant. Uh, it's no longer there off the road. It's called the Fox and the Hound. And we were shooting pool, hanging out, having a few drinks, and Coach Prosser and his staff came in to watch the Cincinnati Xavier men's basketball game. And they had a little table there out front with everybody, um, had a few beers. And I go up to Coach Prosser as he's walking to the restroom to introduce myself. Hey, Coach, I love, love watching you, Coach. I love what you're doing. Uh, I'd like to buy you a beer in a minute. He said, hey, buddy, I appreciate it, but you're not going to buy me a beer. I'll buy you one. <laughs> uh, like five minutes later, the bartender comes over and hands me a, a beer of my choice. And I waved over at Coach Prosser, thank you. That's uh, cool. You know, I've got three sons, uh, you know, 15, 12, and 10. And I was just down at uh, dropping my son off at Wake Forest uh, Golf Camp the other day and told him the story about Coach and, and what happened to him and try to tell a little bit of you know as we go along through life. One of the greatest quotes I use with my boys and my wife uh, now is he he said one time, he said, if you're on time you're late
0: yeah that's another and, uh, good one yeah
2: but it's just uh, he's a great guy and you know it's unfortunate that um that he's gone but i love uh getting on twitter this day every year and seeing his former players former coaches and just fans uh like yourself and not me and read some of their stories and uh, I'll hang up. And listen. Yeah, thanks
0: for playing, Brad. Appreciate you contributing to today's show. Ken, Jeff, Matthew, and others went in on the question of the day. What is the greatest sports rivalry you've ever experienced in person, and what do you remember most from that first-person experience? Darren Vaught, our producer, is headed to Fenway Park to catch Red Sox Yankees for the first time in his life in person. He's seen it a lot on TV, of course, as most of us have, 1-800-849-2761. I'm glad Brad brought up that story because when Chris Paul – was a guest on the David Glenn Show. We asked him some of his favorite memories. And if I think I got this right. You guys just heard Brad describe it. If you're on time, you're late. Chris Paul listed that as one of his three favorite prosser because CP3 does not like to make other people wait for him and is not patient if others don't show up on time. If you're on time, you're late a Prosserism. Crisp CP3 had other favorites, as I shared some of mine. Uh, there's a guy who worked for Coach Prosser at Wake and named Dean Buchan, who became a friend of mine. He left Wake, I think, while Coach Prosser was still there. And he described a story one time, and we'll come to your calls now, 1-800-849-2761. Basically, there was a huge Carolina-Wake Forest basketball game. And it was in 2003, which meant the ACC had just celebrated its 50th anniversary. So Dean Buckin tells this story. He's the sports information director. So the the Deacons go to Chapel Hill and beat, you know, Roy Williams' Tar Heels. This is December of 2003. So the Heels have a team, many of those players went on to remember win the national title in 05 together under Coach Williams. So Quality Carolina team, Chris Paul and others on the, the Wake Forest team, It's a triple overtime classic, and Skip Prosser's Wake team beats Roy Williams' Carolina team 119-114 to at the Smith Center in triple overtime with, you know, Sean May and other superstars for the Tar Heels, but those superstars for the Demon Deacons as well. So Dean Buckin, knowing that Skip Prosser never is short on finding the right words, says to Coach Prosser on the way to the post-game press conference, you know, Skip, I'm not sure I have ever said this to you before, but if I may suggest how you handle the press conference after this big win, it'd be really neat if you said something that commemorates the 50-year anniversary of the ACC. It was an early December game, uh, and and that was a conference opener. So this was like the launch of a new year of conference basketball. And it was two great teams with two great coaches and lots of great players. So his 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 right hand man says, "Coach, I don't think I've ever done this before. I don't think I'll ever do it again. But wouldn't it be neat if you said this?" And Coach Prosser turns to Dean Bucket and says, "Like I'm ever gonna listen to you, <laughs> Joe? You know?" <laughs> and they loved each other, so it was not like offensive. It was just funny. It was another uh, Skip Prosser barb. So he says that to Dean. Then he goes into the press conference and word for word stole Dean Buckin's line (laughs) as he says, you know, what a way to commemorate the 50 years of AC, you know. (laughs) So he punches you in the ribs, but then he leaves you smiling. Because he took your words just as you suggested, but he didn't want you to be able to smile the whole way. Another great story from another old friend, Dean Buckin, that he shared, I remember, soon after Coach Prosser's death 12 years ago. Jeff is in Raleigh, and next on the David Glenn Show, welcome to Free For All Friday. Hey, Jeff, what's going on?
1: David. Yeah. Hey, uh, this is a rivalry story that goes up a back a ways, uh, Giants-Eagles, something Ooh. that you could appreciate. Uh, it's more relating to the fans and what happened at the game. I was at a uh, playoff game in 1981 at the Vet, as you might remember as the wonderful little stadium <laughs> they down there. So
0: Concrete it, donut, and, yes.
1: Yeah. And uh, so they decided, uh, the Eagles decided they could uh, make more money if they had more seats to sell. So they put some temporary stands in. Uh, on plywood platforms behind the, the benches. Uh-oh. And we were sitting there. I'm a big Giants fan. We're sitting there watching the game. It's in the fourth quarter. It's raining, and the Eagles are about to lose. Giants have the ball. And I don't know if your listeners know what a Scotch cooler is, but it's a uh, metal cylinder with a looped handle on it, and uh, you can put beer in it, and you were allowed to take beer and whatnot into the game. Wow. To, it didn't matter. Um, so we're sitting there watching the game, and all of a sudden, this cooler goes flying in the air towards the field into the stands, uh, <laughs> these temporary stands. And we're like, oh, this is not good. And about 10 seconds later, the, the cooler comes flying back, and somebody gets hit. Fight breaks out. And what they forgot to do, um, they forgot to bolt the, the folding chairs down. Oh, no. To the plywood. And, uh, the I can't imagine
0: what happens next when we have New York fans and Philadelphia fans involved. Who knows what might come next, right? It,
1: yeah, it was incredible. The amount of police came up into the stands. There were—it was just a mass riot. It, the game ended. Thank God the game ended. And uh, it was—and <laughs> you're alive to was, talk about it, so that's nice. Yeah, yeah <laughs> was, I was just, Luckily, I wasn't. We weren't sitting in those stands. We were actually in regular seats, but we could we could see them really, really well. And so. We're getting ready to leave, and then there's some poor idiot giant fan, and there are a number of those too, who's walking out, and he's and he's he's saying, "Let's go Giants! Let's go right. Giants!" And this and this eagle fan stands up out of his seat and cold cocks him oh. right, just goes down, and people just step over him, and we we couldn't get out of there fast enough. Yeah,
0: but I, I get was, it. I've had you know? friends of mine who know I have roots in Philadelphia ask, you know, what do's and don'ts of going to see a game in Philly. And one thing I always say is if if you taunt after a win, that is essentially – I'm not saying it's right. I mean, the guy still assaulted the person. It's wrong. I hope he gets caught and arrested, right? But if you taunt a Philly fan in the immediate aftermath of not just a loss, but this is a season-ending playoff loss in the case of Jeff and Raleigh, that's maximizing your chances of getting into a skirmish, right? Most of the time, if you just cheer for your team and have fun, everything goes smoothly. Taunting after a playoff victory might get you cold-cocked. By the way, Jeff, did you slip into that story that it was allowed that you could bring your own beer into the stadium in a certain c- cylindrical fashion? Was that permissible?
1: Oh yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. you could bring you could bring anything in there. Wow. 1981 there was no rules against that was i born too late
0: why why wasn't i a beneficiary of such rules i mean i was like 13 that that so i didn't know about those rules but i'm have you guys ever heard of anything like i just bring your own stuff in Uh, The the concession beer is kind of expensive. Just put it in a cylinder, bring it in. Bottles, cans, it's all good. I guess this was 1981, you never know. Jeff, thanks for sharing your story. What is the greatest sports rivalry you've ever experienced in person? What do you remember most from it? That's a good story from Jeff. Darren will have a good story to tell come Monday to steal a Jimmy Buffett song name as he visits Fenway and the Yankees take on the Red Sox in the resumption of one of the great world sports rivalries that we've come to appreciate. Rick, Matthew, Ken, and others one in, some on the NFL, some on college football, a little baseball, basketball, Skip Prosser, it's all fair game. It's free for all Friday, and we're coming back to your calls next. To answer the quick question about ESPN and the very popular sports radio host, Dan Levitard, he took some time off this week. He made purely political comments last week. It upset a lot of people. It was not really connected to the sports world. I was asked, where is that line drawn? Again, I'm not an ESPN employee, so I don't see that policy in front of me. But I think most of it is pretty easy to see the difference. If you talk about a certain politician or a law or a policy and there's no sports connection, Well, then you're violating the ESPN policy, which has changed, by the way. If something comes up where, you know, HB2 was a law in North Carolina, and it got to the point where, you know, we lost the NBA All-Star game because of it. They were moving NCAA and ACC championship sporting events because of it. I think everybody understands. I mean, you'd have to be pretty thick not to. That makes something that began as a political issue a sports issue. If somebody is peacefully, silently protesting during the anthem, that is a a combination issue where sports and politics are both involved. Even under ESPN's new policy, they're not preventing people from talking about the obvious. You know, if the president of the United States is saying nasty things about an NBA player or calling NFL players SOBs, A political figure is inserting himself into the sports world. Those are still allowed to be addressed. And even though we get tired of such things at times and, you know, stick to sports is sometimes what you hear, there is no sensical argument to say that HB2 did not impact the sports world. I mean, seriously, it is an idiotic, indefensible argument to make. They're canceling and moving sports championships. It doesn't get any more fundamentally sports than that. Similar with the anthem protests, similar with White House visits, similar with uh, this is the first president who has chosen to angrily insert himself into the sports headlines as often as he does. When that happens, yeah, ESPN hosts and everybody else are allowed to discuss it. What Dan Lebatard did was bring up pure politics without really a sports hook. There is, of course, some gray area in the middle, but I think all the examples that I just gave are crystal clear on one side of the fence or the other. You might not like it. But that's just the reality, and there is no sports media organization in our country that's going to say, oh, you can't talk about HB2, even though it's canceling sporting events in my state. Like There, there is nobody. No, no executive would ever, ever say that to somebody like me, who hosts this, the largest sports radio show ever done in North Carolina. We're coast-to-coast coast in this state, in every big market at one time or another, and, and mostly now, and... It's not just a vague concept. We're losing sporting events left and right when that law was in effect. Of course, it became a sports issue. Again, you might not like it, but that is a crystal clear policy or topic that I would have to tackle and did, and then it's gone and we don't talk about it anymore, hardly ever. But to say that it shouldn't have been talked about at the time, especially when, frankly, I had more expertise and knowledge to share than some of the North Carolina politicians who were lying to you about it uh that's why i was invited on all those shows and that's why as somebody who didn't need your vote to be reelected, you were getting a lot more truth out of me than you were members of either party who were fear-mongering you and lying to you and le- leading you down dishonest paths i was happy to be the voice of clarity and reason on that and i'll never hesitate to do so again when politics enters the sports world that way we're back after this on the david glenn show Jerome Robinson, are you a hugger or a handshake guy? How does it work if Adam Silver is waiting for you? I really don't know. I I hope it's not awkward. (laughs) Uh, You know, I hope it's not like a hand to hug to hand kind of thing. But I don't know. I might just mess around and just hug him. No hands. I think he's a hugger. Uh, You're listening to The David Glenn Show. Trot Nixon on Yankees, Red Sox, baseball, Charles Davis on the NFL, a classic sports movie challenge and more of your free-for-all Friday phone calls. 1-800-849-2761. We're coming back to you next coach lou holtz is joining us what can you tell us about those four seasons in raleigh
2: everybody from north carolina calling us boo you and agriculture you and i remember walking the press conference saying i want everybody in the state to understand agriculture is better than no culture
0: stay with us on the david glenn show